Welcome everyone to the Ketchup Cast. My name is Ben, and I'm joined by Ryland. Oh wow, that ended up with a rhyme. That was actually pretty yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> man. Almost as if I planned it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't plan it. That was completely off the cuff. Is that what yeah, that means? That was good. Yeah. yeah off the sure. cuff. Yeah. 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 Off the cuff, not cup. Cuff. Cuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wait, so are you recording now? <laughs> yes, we oh, are okay. recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, hey, Ben, how's it going? Uh, I am doing just dandy, actually. Oh, yeah? What's yes, dandy? yes. Dandy is how I'm doing. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Uh, Super Bowl. Very, pretty happy about that. Oh, Wait, uh, that was, that was like Sunday. forever ago, I know. Holy shit. Yeah, what the? Wow. Last week was long. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I am. I am. Um, you know, a lot of people didn't like the game All because right, it wasn't a high scoring game, but uh, I am. But who the fuck I, cares I, when your team wins? <laughs> well, so I, like, I'm, I am a fan of defensive football. Like, to me, in a game that's when the score is that low, then that to me means that every single play matters and every single play counts. So even though plays like a lot of runs were ending in punting the ball back over to the other team, yeah. it was still there were first downs happening. There was like the Patriots definitely had most time of possession, but it's not like the Rams were completely shut out or anything like that. It was a good game. Both teams played really well, and that's why the score was as low as it was. So, yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it, and fuck the halftime show. Really? I did. Was it Adam Levine? Yeah, was it's it? fucking Maroon 5, yeah. Yeah, I actually really like Maroon 5, but... Oh. <laughs> you don't like Maroon 5? No. Really? No. Weird. I did not. I did not expect that. What? Huh. Dude, I fucking love Maroon Five. Yeah. Whoa, dude. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of their shit, actually. No. Uh, nope. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. So you're not down to hear Maroon Five on their on the on the way to no. camping? <laughs> no. I know. I've already. I've actually been thinking about us making playlists. Yeah. No. You know, I debated putting it in the, like the Google Doc we made of like, um, like a playlist of songs. Yeah. Stuff like a road trip thing. Yeah, so Ben and I are going camping, people. Yeah. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait. Yeah. I you know, when should I guess I guess should we record the podcast on Saturday then? Oh or, fuck, I didn't think of that. Yeah, I thought about that today. Where I was oh. like it'd be cool to do it in person, but I just don't know if that's gonna work before yeah. we have to have Right. And right. Like after you drive. Which like I understand it's not like a huge drive or anything, but it's, it's like not it's not. It's just like one extra thing though you know like yeah um, uh yeah we'll do it saturday okay yeah well maybe because i i'll probably be held up saturday so maybe earlier in the week oh oh fuck okay. yeah I'd, well listen yeah we can talk guy. about this off air because i'm actually gonna be super busy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to pencil right. you in then yeah I'm, just I, dude, <laughs> I'm gonna i'm gonna get to you early on sunday anyway we could probably do one in person okay yeah yeah, yeah. i wonder be awesome. much, like these mics pick up a lot. Or yeah. Have to record in separate bedrooms. <laughs> or something. Oh shit. I don't know. That'd be. Th- oh, wait, no, dude. We'll just record on one mic. Just like a lean in. Well, like, I'll bring my mic. My mic has a has the ability to 
to record for like okay. conferences and shit like that. So yeah, we'll make sure to video record this one. It'll be super awkward. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. Keep it to ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, we are going camping. Um, yeah, I am fucking psyched. I've been wanting to go again for a while. It's been some time since I've been camping. Uh, and you seem to know quite a bit about fishing, which is awesome because fishing has always been something that's interested me, but I haven't spent a lot of time partaking in it. So, yeah. I mean, it's been a while for me. Like, like I said, like I was, that was like my biggest hobby for like three, almost four years. Um, I went to fishing camp. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Um, and yeah, that's I love that shit. Guy. Like, I like, I tied flies, um, and stuff and. Uh, I don't have a lot of fly fishing experience. I'm still really bad at it. Um, like a euphemism for something. Uh... Tying flies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, I, I I haven't been in a while. Like I think the last time I went fishing was in Detroit, um, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm I'm cool. excited. Like yeah, so yeah, yeah too, I, like I'm excited to teach you. Like so, ask away, because uh, I'm probably rusty on a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I still gotta make sure we got all the equipment and shit. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm looking, I was, looking forward to that. I was a, uh, I was a few days ago. I was like, oh, we got plenty of time to plan the shit. And then today, I was like, oh man, this is actually coming up pretty fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, okay, maybe I should start looking at the stuff today or tomorrow. Should we? Uh, should we bring a, a pickaxe? A pickaxe. Yeah, so we can go mining. Hmm. I'm. I'm good. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I've always, dude, I've always loved the idea of mining for something, like yeah. actual well, mining for you're something. Quite obsessed with Spelunky, so it's just. Oh, that was a segue. I see. <laughs> um, you know, my. Uh, well, it uh, isn't now that you called it out. <laughs> well, it's still a segue. Um, real, real quick aside. So, my brother in law, he, uh, the engagement ring he gave uh to my sister um it was like her birthstone i forget what stone i want to say it was like emerald or something and he actually mined it himself like in the middle of nowhere oh uh, wow and then like Holy got a, a jeweler to so it's like a rough gem uh but it looks fucking cool for that reason i think um it's like molded to this um really like thin uh gold band it looks fucking cool it's just badass they like, mined it himself Dang, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, Holy shit. See. Yeah, speaking... Can, can you mine a sapphire for me? I don't know. Um, you know, like, it's funny, like, I asked him about it. <laughs> and, because, uh, like, when you hear, like, oh, this, this dude mindless thing, it's, like, sounds fucking badass. And then it, it sounded like it was more like a, like a little kid, like, panning for gold trip <laughs> or something. <laughs> like, not to, like, take all the like coolness out of it or anything but um it was uh i think like it was easy to like build expectations of what mining actually is <laughs> you know i think like pickaxe but i don't think I, I, just I, I need walking to around with like a fucking fork or something yeah. oh look what someone dropped yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mined it <laughs> yeah. i don't think you can say you mined it at that point no i i forget the details but it was like i, I just need to ask him like people that go over to rivers and sift gold out don't call themselves gold miners, do they? Yeah, that's uh, panning. 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 Gold. Yeah, yeah, see? Yeah. Um, Panners. Speaking of collecting gold, Ben. Yes, yes. I uh, <laughs> played some Splunky. Oh, know. my God. What a surprise. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, 
let's see. So uh, I didn't I didn't been playing like any games this week really. Um, but like so you know how I had my like little nose surgery thing. Yes. Yeah, I got my new nose, my new my new honker. No, um, got my <laughs> septum unfucked. Um, oh yes. Yeah. It was fucked before. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I've been on these steroids, and they've just been like fucking with my sleep schedule. Um, Jacked. You've been pumping the yeah. iron. Ball oh, shrinking. I get it, dude. I see what you're doing. I get it. You're mining, pumping iron, iron mine. Yeah. Steroids. Wow, that was that was strange, segue. but <laughs> I don't think so. But <laughs> no. uh, so, um, so last night. I was like, could not sleep. I was like, fuck, I'm just gonna like play Splunky. Um, so I hadn't played in a while, and I uh, I still want to beat it before getting two. Um, and so I did one run. And I actually got really fucking far uh, off one run. Um, and I was really excited. That died for like bullshit reason. Um, uh, I think at, at the time I was like, I thought it was a glitch. That I died over, but I think it was just like a mechanic that I was not familiar with. Um, I haven't really like fact checked or anything, but oh, I was so fucking pissed. Um, but it it really gets me thinking. Like the longer you play that game, the worse you are at it sometimes because you just like death is meaningless, and then you're just like careless, and you're not really like treating every run like it's valuable, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it made me think maybe there's something to like coming back to this game every now and then. Um, cause I hadn't played in a while. I thought it was just, you know, like, like I thought my Splunky brain had kind of atrophied a little bit, but I actually got really fucking far. Um, probably the second furthest I've ever been actually. Shit. Um, awesome. Yeah. So do you know like the end game? No, game? no. And I have not played that game. You know, I've, do you want me to spoil I've, it or do you care? No, don't spoil it. Okay. Okay. Um, you're you're interested in playing it though? Yeah, yeah, I am. Do you um, think you would like just wait for two to play that one or play the first one? Uh, I mean, I'm, cause I'm not holding out for any reason. I just have a lot to play. Um, right, right. But I mean, no, that game I, is I, a huge time sink. Um, I think two is going to be pretty different. So I don't know that it would, you know, prevent me from going back and playing one. But I'm interested in playing one regardless. Yeah. And it still looks really good. The art style is kind of like the um, like hand painted, painted kind of like braid. Right. Um, yeah, it's really, really well done. Um, let's see. Yeah. Oh man, I would, yeah, I would love to play that game with you sometime. Um, yeah, dude, we should. Yeah, I like. I've been to <laughs> This is really sad. <laughs> this is really sad. But like, I'll uh, occasionally I'll like play that game as if like it's a drinking game with myself <laughs> so like every time I just like take a drink <laughs> oh yeah, god damn I know that that'd be fun but... did i do that yeah I'd, it, it sounds what sounds way more fun if with only some... we could take spelunky <laughs> on our camping trip <laughs> oh man yeah just like not not actually do any camping and just fucking sit there and play spelunky <laughs> yeah that sounds like little me on road trips just like Take my Game Boy, play yeah. Metroid Fusion, and oh, yeah. say fuck oh, off yeah. to everything else. <laughs> uh, I know that. I know that. Um, no, I've I've been playing a, I've been playing a lot of something else, Ryland. What you been playing? Oh, I know, buddy. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Apex Legends. Yeah, 
I did not even know what that was. So we talked. Dude, about holy shit! So Apex Legends, for everybody who already fucking knows, is a free-to-play game that Respawn Entertainment, developers of Titanfall 2 and Titanfall 1, just uh, dropped with mm-hmm. uh, through EA like a week ago, and it's already uh, exceeded like 10 million players. Damn. So it's fucking blowing up. Um, it is a three-man squad battle royale type game. So there is a single large map. You are jumping in on that map and grabbing loot and trying to arm up. And you are trying to be the last squad alive. Um, a big difference here is that there are specific heroes like who are called legends in this game. And I think it's a terrible name. Apex Legends is such a bad name, but eh, um, yeah. Apex was taken by an old racing game on the Xbox, so I, I think that's why they <laughs> had to throw Legends on there. But yeah, that's kind of okay. Yeah. So I just call it Apex, but I under, like nobody's talking about that racing. Yeah, game. exactly. Nobody's talking about the I game. Had, nobody knows um, about this. No diss to anybody out there that loves the original oh, Apex sure. game. <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it. So these legends, they have abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a. Everybody has one passive ability, one like minor active ability that they choose to use, and then one ultimate ability that charges up over the course of the round. Mm-hmm. Um, currently, I am maining a couple different ones. Okay, so I, I won't go into too much detail here, but there's basically there are healers you know, support, there are uh, defenders, there are aggressors, and there is a, like, a recon. Like, one single one that is considered, like, a tracker. Hmm. So, uh, one of the ones that I've been maining has been Wraith. And what Wraith does, she's an aggressor, and her active ability is to sort of do, like, this phase walk, where she vanishes from view of enemies, and you can just see, like, a, a light sort of uh, remnants of where she was. Like, it's almost like a cloud of smoke or something. Not, 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 it's not super obvious, and it only goes in a direction immediately, and then it fades out. And then she comes back on the other end. And when you are in that state, you cannot see enemies, but you, you can hear them. Like, it's fucking oh, crazy. It's so like, huh. when, you, when you rush them, you'll hear gunfires if it's echoing around you and stuff. But... You can't see anybody. So they can't see you, but you can't see them. It's really about trying to... You can use it to run away and try and get behind different cover and outsmart your opponent, or you can flank them with it. Um, Her ultimate ability is to drop a portal, run to another area, and drop the other end of the portal, and then moving back and forth between those portals... She moves at like 30 times speed or something. So it's not it's not an immediate teleport, but it's like a super fast, like really cool sped yeah. up walk motion that sends you through it. Um, and then her her passive ability is that when um, when somebody like if somebody were to ping you, and I'll mm. get into the ping system here. If somebody were to ping you, it will tell you like, hey, somebody sees you. Like a a voice will say, like, danger's approaching. Um, So, every legend has some sort of 
passive, active, and ultimate. Okay? Okay. Teams of three can utilize these and like cr- to create really clever and 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 special team compositions. So like, like what are some of the outstanding like strategies you've seen with Okay, like- so I will tell you that my my team that I that I have that we went we went back to back. We got two wins in a row. Me, mm-hmm. uh, my friend Ian and my friend Lopez went back to back and I was caustic, who's a toxic trapper. He can drop toxic traps that uh, pop out a poisonous gas when people walk by. Mm-hmm. And then he also has his ultimate ability is like a poison gas canister that he throws. My friend Lopez was Bloodhound. That's the tracker. He can see like footsteps. He can see when doors have been used recently and shit so that he can tell if somebody's been nearby recently. And then my other friend, uh, my friend Ian was, uh, I think it was a, Bangalore. Bangalore. Yeah, Bangalore. She's another aggressor. Bangalore has uh, smokes that she can pop out to try mm-hmm. and help you create you know, a diversion or to get away. Um, her ultimate ability is to drop um, like these uh, like artillery shells that hit the ground and then start blowing up over time after they hit the ground. Mm-hmm. And her passive is that when she's being shot at and she sprints, she moves faster. Oh well, and, just shot at. They don't yeah, when you're shot at. Hit, yeah, hit. exactly. If you're sprinting and somebody's oh. shooting at you, she sprints a, a, a little quicker. Weird. Some weird passives in this game. It's fucking incredible. This game plays as smooth and tight as Titanfall 2 did. 60 frames per second across the board. It's beautiful. It's got a beautiful world. <clears throat> There's sliding. There's zip lining and like when when sliding you can if you're sliding downhill you slide extra quick and indefinitely as long as it's downhill you will slide until you stop yourself you will just keep going and you'll slide very quickly um, movement is very important in this game maneuverability is very important um, there are even like zip lines that go up to balloons that allow you for like almost like a second jump where you'll boost your jetpack out again to get to cover long distances mm-hmm. so. I need to talk about the ping system though in this game. Okay, so, so this real game, quick, they they dropped this like out of nowhere. Right? Out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, so okay. this game has been under the wraps. Nobody knew anything about it until like two weeks ago. They did a press event and they showed it to the press. And of course, the press they can keep their their lips closed and they didn't nothing leaked out or anything. And then the next day they had influencers in, you know, yeah. people from Twitch, people from YouTube, and those motherfuckers leaked that shit immediately. Right. Like Brad from Giant Bomb uh, said, like, as soon as he got back with the footage, he was like, we need to get this shit like produced and up and ready to go because it's not going to be a secret for much longer. He knew he knew since there was going to be a influencer day the following day that it was going to leak out. And when it leaked out, it was like, oh, there's this thing happening. And then then I think like the next day or something, they just went, boop, yep, it's out. Here it is. Free to play. Go play. Download, install, and the servers have been incredibly stable through it all, which is fucking. That's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's. Well, remember Titanfall Two was testing that that new the new thing where they were sort of like rolling out updates while you played the game. Mm -hmm. Um, like really smart server technology. So I think Respawn has uh Respawn and EA through Respawn have have like a smart setup for the way that they're using their uh, their servers and the way that they're navigating traffic. So. Respawn 
does a lot of quality of life changes in this game. Okay, moving up to attachments and ammo types and stuff, there's a readout that pops up when you're in front of anything that tells you, is this compatible with your gun or not? What gun is it compatible with if it's not compatible with your gun? And do you already have a better version of it? If you don't have a better version of it and you go to pick it up, it'll pick it up immediately. If you do and you press the button to pick it up, it will not pick it up. You have to hold it to confirm that you are trying to switch out something wor- something better for something worse. Okay. Because they, you know, nobody wants to do that. So right. you can't accidentally pick up worse armor. You can't accidentally pick up a worse stock. And that's – so there's some of the attachments for guns. SMGs, assault rifles, they have uh, – Everything is on a tiered level of level one common, level two, level three, and then level four. And is it like randomly placed in the yes. level yes. each time? Yeah. Or, okay. There are areas that get classified as high tier loot areas. There are There's a supply ship that flies through the map that you can actually try and jump out of the ship and land on that has a lot of good gear a lot of the time. Um, huge risk and reward there because a lot of people try jumping for the supply ship out the gate. Like if it's within the path, a lot of people What's will What's a risk? Other teams, oh, okay. other teams yeah, landing on there with you and grabbing a gun before you do. Gotcha. Because there's always a chance that the first equipment pile that you head over to is just a helmet, a grenade, and some ammo or so, or or attachments, and oh. not an actual gun. <laughs> yeah. So it's a huge risk because everybody wants to try and arm up before you get involved in a conflict. Mm-hmm. Uh, melee is like usable here, but it is not. It's not extremely effective. Like, no, like knife it wants. Or it wants. It's punching, and you want to be. It's a last resort. You do not want to go. Oh yeah, no problem. I'll just melee somebody. But if you land and somebody's next to you, start punching them. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like just like PUBG, right. just like all those games. Start fucking punching the shit out of them if you can. Um, but like if you're getting punched, maybe you want to ignore it, run away, and just try and find a gun, turn around, and fucking drop them immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, Respawn knew that people were going to be playing this game and that they were going to be forced to play with strangers, right? This is a three-man right. squad game. There's no solos. There's no duos. There's no quads. It is three players per squad. It is 60 players on a map, so it's 20 squads. They have implemented a pinging system in this game that is context sensitive and extremely intelligent. When you are looking at equipment and you ping it, your character calls out what the equipment is to your team. And then a teammate can look at that equipment, see it pinged on their screen and they can call dibs on it. Right. Hmm. So like if I, if I go over press to ping RB or R one, so right bumper or R one, I don't know what it is on PC. I haven't been playing on PC. Um, cause my friends play on, uh, Xbox. So it ultimately, this is still like a game that to play with people, you know, if you can like no right. shit. Um, but if you can't, if you're going in solo or with one other person, they have made it. I've, I have won with two randoms and it is because, and you, it is because of that pinging system. So when you ping a place, your character will say something like, Hey, let's go here. Somebody can look at your ping and they can click to confirm. Like they can agree. They can say, okay. Or they can ping somewhere else. Maybe they're saying, okay, I suggest we actually go this way. When you ping a door that's open, a character, like the character will say out loud, this door's open. Somebody's been here. If, like, same thing with a supply bin, they'll say, we've got an open supply bin over here, which means, hey, somebody open this fucking bin. If it's closed, then they'll say, hey, supply bin over here that's closed. Like, let's get it. 
And when you ping enemies, it'll ping them differently with a red crosshair symbol for your whole mm-hmm. team and for you. And it, and your character will again say, there's an enemy over there. And then you can even hold down that RB or R1 to bring up a ping menu where you can say, I'm defending this area. Let's check out this area. Let's go here. There are other things that you can choose. But most of the time, I don't even have to open up that menu because just looking at what I'm looking at and pressing RB is enough to communicate to my team my intentions. Mm-hmm. That That's is another smart cool. thing. Yeah, yeah. And so another thing very smart that this game has done, I don't know how. This is one of those like indescribables, okay? Yeah. This game has made it important for you to make sure that your team is also well-equipped. Many times I've played PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds where... I'm in a squad with people and they're just trying to get the best guns for themselves because mm-hmm. in player knows battlegrounds, there are like decidedly shitty weapons. A lot of the time, right? There are like weapons you don't want, but you'll have it if there's not another one, but there's like always the one somebody's looking for. Somebody always wants to get like, Oh, I really want the AK. Like I, right. I'll drop anything for it. Everybody's fighting for the AK type thing in this game. There is a larger variety of guns that I feel like capable with across the board. They're different for different situations and people have different like preferences. But for the most part, the ones that I've seen people really, really, really pushing for is the Peacekeeper shotgun. That's a big one. The G7 Scout, which is a light ammo rifle, mm-hmm. sniper rifle. And like the R301, which is an assault rifle or an SMG or something like that. And... I mean, even aside from that, like there are other guns, triple take that like really weird energy sniper rifle. There's a ton of guns that are uh, efficient that make you feel capable. Like that's another thing. You don't feel incapable in this game like you do in, in other battle royale games, but you want your team to be equipped. So when you're finding attachments and shit that you can't use, you're calling it out to your team. You're saying, hey, like there's a shield here. There's something here. There's something here. And everybody wants to win. So everybody works together and the communication system is phenomenal for it. Like it's do you phenomenal. Find, do you find yourself pinging even when you're on voice chat? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's oh, pretty cool. All the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's extremely sense. important because you know, if I'm on voice chat, I say, Hey, there's a shotgun here and I ping it and they just know it's on ping. Right. Just, they can see it on their screen. It's on ping and it, it will ping it as a special, like it'll ping it with a special icon that this is a gun. And as they approach it, it will show that it is a shotgun or that it is a sniper rifle or something mm-hmm. like that as they get closer to it. Man, that's pretty fucking cool. It's Man. been phenomenal. It has I, I I haven't felt as anxious in the late game as I have in Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, but because mm-hmm. of that, I'm I feel more ready to just keep restarting and finding a new match, finding a new match, finding a new match, finding a new match. How long are matches typically? Oh man, I don't know. And uh, does a it's hard to say because I does I, a circle close? I assume. Yes, it does. Or, okay, okay. Yes, it does. There is a ring that moves that closes. Um, there is a character that can check survey beacons that actually give your team information on where the next ring is going to be before anybody else, you know, unless they, they also have a pathfinder that's also checking a survey beacon. Mm. Yeah, dude, it it has been, it's been, oh, oh, okay. I almost missed one of the most important things of this. Okay. Yeah. So as in other squad based battle royale games, when, uh, you're shot to a certain point where your health goes down. You go down. You're into a downed state, and somebody can come over and revive you, right? Mm-hmm. You can cr- try crawling to them. They can try defending you, and you can try getting out of there. If if you go down and they kill you, 
you you drop a death box, which is like what has all of your equipment in it. A teammate can run over to the death box and take your banner, which is basically like your icon that has um, on everybody's death box. There's a banner that shows the character that they were and then any sort of pers- like customizations that they've applied to that character. So if you have mm-hmm. a special skin or a special stance or anything like that, it'll be shown on that banner. The teammate takes that banner and can take it to a respawn beacon and use the respawn beacon to bring you back into oh, the whoa. game. Yeah. Oh. There have been times where I've been the only person left alive and I have either managed to kill the person that was killing us or managed to hide while that person left, gone back, grabbed the banners, and brought my team back into the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a it's a huge game changer because nobody wants to sit there and watch their teammate finish yeah, the game without them. Exactly. It's it's been huge and it can turn the tide of the entire game. Hmm. This game has been fantastic. The fact that it has uh, been released um, for free out of nowhere and that it is this polished right. and and exciting to play with a team without a team. It's just, it's been fantastic and I've loved every minute, dude. And do you fear, foresee yourself like this game taking up a big chunk of your time moving yeah, forward? I've already, been, I've already been playing so much of it, dude. Yeah. I've yeah. already been playing so, so much. Yeah. So I, I, I actually, I'll be playing some more today. Nice. Yeah, yep. That sounds awesome. You, and you're rolling with the, the same crew consistently or yeah, I mean, online I, people or. Yeah. I mean like six of my, six of my Houston buddies are all, all playing it. So mm-hmm. anytime any, any combination of two of them are on, we got a crew go play, nice. you know, that's yep. very convenient. Been fucking awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. That's cool. As you can tell, I'm quite pumped about this. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds awesome, man. Um, is there, are, I didn't catch, are there grappling hooks? Like Titanfall. There is a character with a grappling hook, Pathfinder. He's also the one that can survey the next circle. He's a robot. Um, his uh, his active ability is a grappling hook, and his ultimate is to drop down a zip line that your whole team can use to get from one location to another. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. and zip lines can be ridden in both directions. So okay. Up or down, it doesn't matter. Huh. You can use it to get to the high ground or to get uh, across a canyon or whatever. Man, I'm gonna have to. I don't know if I've seen gameplay of this yet. I might have to check it out after. Yeah, recording. yeah, definitely. Or just play it. And it's fucking free, free, free to play. Yeah, yeah it's free to play. Okay. Yeah, who yeah, knows? As long as your Wi-Fi is working and shit. Yeah, it's working pretty good. Um, <laughs> every day is different here. Yeah. But uh, uh, today it's been it's been awesome. I've I do I do time. have it on PS4. If you're gonna hop on, we can play. Okay, I probably won't. If I'm being honest with myself, <laughs> but yeah, dude. Yeah, I know we'll you guys should sit here. Yeah. Um, let's see. Speaking of effortless segues, Ben, uh, I got, <laughs> I got some, <laughs> I got some, uh, clarification on, uh, Jonathan Blow, his 20 year game that we talked about the other day. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I met with Jonathan. No. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah, he would not give me the time of day. Um, Let's see. So just to set this up, so Jonathan Blow, the creator of Braid um, and The Witness, which is like my favorite game, um, he he announced, and this was actually like years ago. I, I just didn't catch it. Um, game three that he's making is he said uh, probably be like a twenty year uh, development cycle. I think Braid was like 
two and a half or three, and then the witness was like turned out to be seven and a half or something. Um, and then, so this one's going to be 20. Um, he said, it's not a puzzle game. It's not going to be a puzzle game, which I don't, did not compute, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you're like the best puzzle designer in the industry? Um, and then he said, so he was a little vague about this. Um, he said that he was going to be releasing it. Like it's going to be, he just said episodic, but not really episodic in the, in like the traditional sense of like people releasing episodic parts of a game. Um, so it's kind of hard to know what he was talking about there. Um, but basically he just said like, we just want to, I just want to give myself and like this other programmer, like as much time as we need to make this shit. Um, and like, and, uh, like take what we've learned to, um, like um, make the next one better and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I was like, no idea what the fuck it is, but I think it was in 2014. I watched uh, him give like a lecture where he talked about this. And he said that he had like, um, I, was, I thought, I thought he said 40 to 60 hours of gameplay, uh, like in like the first episode was pretty much done. This what? was back in 2014. Um, yeah. What? So the, and he had been working on it, um, at night after working on the witness, <laughs> um, like throughout that development cycle. Um, and so, so here's the thing. So 40 to like to six, what do you say? 40, was it 40 to 60 or was it? I want to say it was like it may have been thirty know, dude, to you're fifty. You're the one that talked to him. Thirty to fifty. Yeah, I mean, I'll have to email him. Um, let's see. And, but the thing is, so he made it in C plus plus, and he's making he's redoing it all in his programming language, language Jai. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I've always pronounced it Jai. I actually it's don't. It's amazing know. to me that he is creating his own programming language. Yeah, I actually. Um, I'd be interested in just like getting my hands dirty with that. Cause I, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. And, uh, he said like a big part of like him working on a 20 year game is like through this programming language and it like being fun to program in the first place with this language, not like an antiquated, um, uh, programming language that wasn't really like made for games, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, so yeah, it's interesting. And also got a uh, clarification that Sokoban game, uh, like Japanese uh, block pushing thing. So that is not just a, uh, like for demonstration of like Jai or anything. He's actually planning on releasing that. Um, and so he's, uh, he's been working on it and been showing like a lot of behind the scenes stuff to demonstrate like how to do different stuff in uh, Jai. Um, and he's actually planning on releasing a Sokoban game. So he is releasing a puzzler uh, or a puzzle game, which is cool. I love. Oh, thank so- God. Games. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, but it's got me. I just like am racking my brain over what the other thing could possibly be. You know, um, I have no idea. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. If I know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm on that. If it's I'm not puzzle, ship, though, like I'll fucking, I'll go down with that captain, you know, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, That's awesome. It's, I, yeah. It sounds like twenty. What is it? A twenty-year plan mm-hmm. or whatever is yeah. like just jaw-dropping to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, he he talked a lot about like 
the reason for the 20 years. And this is kind of like vague reasoning, I understand. But uh, he talked a lot about like being optimistic about the future um, and how and uh, his. I'm not going to do his lecture justice or anything, but he talked about people like like Elon Musk and uh, Neil Stevenson, who's like a really, really good uh, sci-fi author. He's actually the guy. Who, <laughs> it's funny. Neil Stevenson is the guy who wrote that. Um, uh, do you remember me telling you about that scene in that book with the Turing test where like the person has to determine whether or not the person in another cell is like a robot? Yes. Um, so that's a, a Neil Stevenson book. Um, and it's like really well done sci-fi. Um, but uh, so like, but the, like the thing with, I know I'm like going on a bunch of tangents here, but I'm trying to make a point. The, uh, like, so a lot of sci-fi, um, books, movies, games are dystopian, you know, I have mm-hmm. like just a shitty future and, and Neil Stevenson is actually a huge advocate of, um, like having, like looking forward to the future and having kind of positive things and not scaring people of the future and, and writing good sci-fi that does that too. Um, it's not just valuable because it's shitty <laughs> and dystopian. Um, and so like, I think he, um, like put together like a bunch of short stories of really good, like sci-fi authors who have like more, um, positive views of the future than the kind of traditional cyberpunk, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think the book is called hieroglyph or hieroglyphs. I'm not sure. Um, but I'd like to check it out like a series of short stories. That sounds awesome. Um, about the future. Cool. Um, but yeah, anyway, it, like he kind of, Jonathan Blow just basically like made a point that like he's very optimistic about the future and feel that's a big reason he feels good about the kind of this 20 year development cycle and kind of, and, uh, getting better as a programmer and using his experience to like bring new experiences to the table. So yeah. Cool. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. It's like, I'm it's hard to say to see what it is. Yeah. It sounds like something should be like releasing soon, but it's impossible to tell who knows. I'm sure that dude has shit ton on his plate. Um, how did you feel when you heard like, you're like, okay, first Jonathan blows making a new game. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Right. How did you feel when you heard episodic? Um, I don't really know what to think. Like, I don't know. I, I was really interested. Um, like I actually got really excited because like, I, I just, I love the, I love braid and the witness so much. And to hear, to like get the idea that something's going to be like releasing a little bit more regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, that got me excited. Um, it seemed like, I don't know, like, I, frankly, like, I kind of got excited over, like, going through, like, a 20-year journey with this dude, you know? Um, I, I, I didn't really have, like, any kind of bad, like, connotations or anything. Uh, how about you? How did you feel when, when I told I you mean, that? Yeah, I, um, I think that, I think that the episodic stigma is something that's faded away a bit for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand why some people are like, Ugh, when they hear that, um, and for good reason, like a lo- when episodic games were first coming out, I think that they were maybe hard to trust or strange, uh, felt like money grabs here and there, things like that. Right. Um, but like telltale type stuff or, yeah. And I wouldn't consider those money grabs. Um, like I have played, uh, tales from the borderlands and I enjoyed that a lot. I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then of course, uh, the wolf of wolf among us is mm-hmm. like huge for me i i love that game so much um 
and I, and that was released episodically from Telltale as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't. I guess it's it's kind of like the same thing as like how I might have felt hearing the words free to play a few years ago. Right. Um, somebody said Respawn Entertainment, you know, is is releasing a free to play game. I'd probably be like, oh boy. But yeah, I'd say like I still like have weirdly bad connotations with free to play, and uh, but even after seeing the cool ass things, you know, like Apex, you know. Oh, you there? May cut out. I think you cut out there for a sec. I don't know if you can hear me. Can you, oh, uh, I can okay. hear you. Now. Wow, yep. I can't hear him. I, okay, yes, I can, I can hear, hear you. you. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay. It's bound to happen at least once a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, um, there are ways to spend money in Apex, um, but like they're not acquired, and there are two locked characters that you can buy with money or you can grind out. Um, as far as I've seen, it'll take quite a, a fair amount of grinding to get to unlock those with the in-game currency. Um, but if you're loving and enjoying the game, that shouldn't be a problem. And you know, even if even if you're looking to buy them, hey, good, support them, support the developer. Like you didn't pay anything for this game, and there's an option for you to spend ten bucks to get some like cool cosmetics or a new character like that's up to you you know if, if you're comfortable with doing that fucking go for it but you don't have to you do get apex packs naturally from from leveling up you do get characters by grinding so like mm-hmm. there are ways of of unlocking new things it's not like you're it's not like you have to spend money they do right. give you the option to and it can be beneficial to do so um and they, they put out a full year-long roadmap, too. They're being very transparent about what their plans are for the game, cool. that they plan on releasing new characters every couple of months, and all this shit. So I'm, I'm fucking psyched, dude. I'm psyched for the future of this game. Yeah, I yeah, it's cool when a lot of free, free-to-play stuff is... Or, like, the, the stuff that costs money is just, like, aesthetic, you know? Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes I mean, me even when it is a character... Like, cause like I said, they do have two locked sure. characters. Yeah. As long as there is a way to get the other ones and the grind isn't like something that even somebody enjoying the game wouldn't do. Right. I gotta be honest right. so far. It's, I've been playing the game a lot and, uh, I'm only halfway to getting a character, but mm-hmm. I have not put 30 hours into this game. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I'm looking at a game like this and like when I look at a game like Rainbow Six Siege and you're talking about unlocking those characters, if you're not if you're not paying any money for the game, it's a free to play game, right? Or if you bought the right. starter pack for Siege that costs you like fifteen bucks. I did not know it was free to play actually. Is it really? What? Siege? No, 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 no. Oh. The the starter pack for Siege is like fifteen bucks. Oh, okay. And what it does oh. is it only gives you like this like starting operators. Like you don't get anything any extra operators. Um and and I can see how that could feel limiting, but you can still play the game, you can still enjoy the game, and then you can decide there, do I want to put more money into this game? You know, is it worth my money? Am I enjoying it? Do I want to spend money on this? Mm-hmm. Or am I comfortable with playing it frequently and grinding out more characters? Like, mm-hmm. um, Rainbow Six has so many characters now that trying to grind out for all of them would take fucking forever. Um but they have discounted season one characters, and I do think that they'll go and discount season two when they start to release more. So oh, they are releasing more. Damn. Yeah, yeah. New operators are coming out like next month. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
That game. Yeah, they're still going. Tale. Yeah, they're still going. They've wow. got a roadmap. They just started year four. Jeez. Yep. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's got me excited about games. <laughs> you know, like who? Oh, yeah. Like no, like think about like years ago, nobody played a game that was like four years old, really, nope. except the new me. game came out. Um, everybody <laughs> jumped. It was like when the new Call of Duty came, everybody left the old Call of Duty for the new Call. Yeah, of Duty. exactly. Exactly. Um. Yeah, it's cool that developers are realizing like how like the amount of care put into like mm-hmm. a game can go a long way, you know, and build I like agree. such a solid player base. Yeah, I I, I really love that. Um, I did play something else. This was that. I did play the a little bit of the Division Two private beta. Oh, it was private. Okay. Yeah. Um. Are you allowed to talk about it? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's not like I'm going to say anything damning or anything. Oh, are um, you really not supposed to say anything about it? Or? No, I'm saying I don't know if I can, but I don't. It'll be fine. Okay. It's not like we have thousands and thousands of listeners. I'm not afraid. It's fine. Okay. Uh, I'm not afraid. We can post um, this two weeks from now or something. I'm just, <laughs> no, no. I, I think they said you could like take screenshots and share it on social media, so I don't think that they're oh, okay. really worried. Um. Sure. You don't fucking invite people to a beta if you don't want information getting out these days anyway. Just as long as you're not putting footage up or something. People are streaming it on Twitch, so it doesn't fucking matter. Okay. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. <laughs> no, it it feels it feels like it might be like it it looks better than the first division, right? That's a given. Um, it looks like they may have learned a couple of things from the first one, and they're they're working on some quality of life stuff. Um, my worry for that game is really that it, I don't know if it's going to feel good to play alone. Hmm. And the reason why I say that as a worry is because Apex still feels good to play alone and you can play it with other people, but it's free. So like you don't have to worry about your friends not getting it because they can't buy it, can't afford it, or don't want right. to buy it. The division's not going to be that, right? The division's going to be fucking $60. It's going to be a full-price game. Right. Um, and it's going to release right after Anthem, another $60 game for a squad of three. Like, uh, And they're so similar in so many ways. Like, there's, you know, oh, oh go really? in with your... Well, okay, go in with your squad. Like, I think Anthem's like a team of four javelins. It's like, go in with your squad and go on missions and use your abilities and fight enemies and level up. It just mm-hmm. and some enemies will be a little bullet spongy. I don't know. It it we'll see. We'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know I'll give Anthem a fair chance. I'll try and give the Division Two a fair chance. But I don't know if it if it's really grabbing me. Mm. I might this might be off base because I'm not I have not really been like in the know with what's coming out or anything. But it seems like been a shit ton like shooters this year like strong shooters but like as this year seems like it's going to be packed with shooters uh, am i wrong there I, well i mean it, there's the inevitable call of duty right so that's right and definitely like, coming out this doom year. which i like doom looks awesome i'm not trying to like take away anything oh, from yeah, it. Is that this year um i think so right um yeah rage 2 is coming yeah like a lot of shooters yeah it feels like metro uh, exodus comes out next week yeah Wow, the next week? Yeah. Okay. I'm interested. Crackdown 3 as that. well. Yeah, a lot of like... 
Yeah, oh, it feels gun, like a big lot of gun games. show this year. Yeah, yeah Far Cry's Far Cry has their uh, their expansion coming out, New Dawn. Damn. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You're right. Like a lot of a lot, lot of gun, a lot of gunplay stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, very I, true. I'm yeah, I'm trying to think like, I I don't know. I I can't think of like yeah. Those seems like the same like all like the real big hitters around the corner for this yeah. year. Yeah, um, I mean those are all within a fucking month. So. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what? Which one of those are you most excited about that haven't uh, been released? Uh, you know, I'm I'm really excited for Metro because I okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, because I really like I haven't played Metro in a long time, and like the the Metro games were never like the best shooters, but mm. it was it was always the atmosphere of those yeah. games. It built such a great great atmosphere. And it's uh it's looked really it's looked really good for that. Um still looks like they're nailing that atmospheric feel and, and I'm I'm psyched to, to play that. It looks amazing too, man. It's different, you know? That's what I love. It's different. It's not an you know, it doesn't feel like another shooter, it doesn't look like another shooter, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really like put my finger on like why it feels different, but it feels like I don't know. It feels like a game made in Russia. <laughs> I don't really know how to describe <laughs> that. But it's like... I mean, it's a game that takes idea. place in Russia, right? Yeah, but it feels like a game was made in Russia. I don't know. How does that... <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't put my finger on it. Um, I mean, I think I think uh, 4A, I think the developer, I think they are like in Ukraine. Okay, okay. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd have to That's dodgy. think about that. I don't know why I like... I don't know. Anyway... Um, cool man. You playing anything else, or that, that pretty much been it? Um, I think that's about all I've been playing. You know, I play a little bit of Siege, a little bit of Overwatch here and there, just for shits and giggles. Um, play some Overwatch? Okay. Yeah, yeah. A couple of my buddies play Overwatch, so I'll hop in there and be an overly aggressive Reinhardt for a little while. It's always fun. Is there any new developments on the Overwatch front? No. Any new characters? Uh, anything? Uh, I don't keep up with Overwatch. Um, but my friend who's super into it seems to be currently disappointed by the meta of the game. He doesn't really like hmm. what Blizzard is doing with it. Um, I can't really speak to any of that. You know, I don't, I don't sure. keep up with that stuff, but I can say that he seems to be a bit disappointed with some of the shit that's going on. So there's that. If, if a Disney Pixar movie were to come out about Overwatch, would you go see it? Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, uh, <laughs> I did watch The Incredibles this week. Oh yeah. I, ah! uh, Incredibles two. You said that's on Netflix, right? Two. Yes. Okay. What? You said it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Yeah. Okay. How was it? <laughs> I love like if I just take a second to respond, it's kind of like you know my response. Um, it was all right. Oh really? Oh yeah. man. It looks fucking incredible like heather was like stop rewinding it and i was like but did you see the dirt oh my out of god that i would fucking like, hate that shit so much oh my okay. god well i only did it twice you fuck um <laughs> there's oh, one time okay. where they like jump in the pool that is just phenomenal like the way that the water uh bubbles and f- and fizzes out is like i'm not i'm not joking like it is so 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 incredibly detailed and then when there's another part later where like a potted plant gets knocked over and the dirt 
that comes out of that plant looks so fucking real. Uh, maybe they mocapped it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's like Heather had shown me a long time ago when it was coming out in theaters before uh, somebody had like taken screenshots of the Incredibles one and two and like up them and like looked at the detail of like the fabric on their shirt mm-hmm. and like the Incredibles two, you can see like the small fabrics that are not properly stitched and stuff. Yeah. It's, oh, like, it's, it's unbelievable. It's the amount of love poured into the animation and the art in that movie is phenomenal. And I think that's what really carries it for me. I will say uh, something that is surprising is that does not feel like a kid's movie. Um, Hmm. There's like no, I don't know. I'm not a fucking kid, but like I imagine as a kid, you want to see the action happen and stuff. And there's like, there's a solid like 20 minute segment, I think towards the beginning, that's like no action. And it's like talking about parenthood and like work life balance and shit. Like, and and them being unemployed as superheroes and all this stuff that just feels way more uh connects with you way more as an adult um yeah so it felt like they were aware sort of like the toy story things like they were aware that the viewers of toy story sort of grew up and were in college like andy was and stuff um all in all though the villain was unbelievably predictable um and just not I don't know if their motive was pretty cool, but they weren't super compelling. Um, they felt like a bad guy. Like there wasn't really, you just, you could tell, you could tell who the villain was out the gate. Like it was immediately. Um, and the writing was like, had some moments that weren't, uh, okay. There's a line from that movie that I have to share right now. I fucking hate. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So there's a part where, um, Mrs. Incredible, Elastigirl, is on a plane trying to get to the pilot, and the pilot is flying around erratically to try and like stop her from getting up there, right? So it's like knocking mm-hmm. her around the cabin. And okay. she says, You are now free to move about the cabin. Okay. And he says, Or you can let the cabin roam about you or something. It was fucking awful. <laughs> like you, yeah. you are free to roam about the cabin. You know that this yeah, what yeah, they yeah. say when you can get up. Yeah. She literally said that, and then just switched those two subjects and said, "Or how about you let the cabin roam about you?" And it's her like getting knocked around. It was fucking awful. Whoever greenlit that <laughs> sentence, <laughs> the easiest fucking sentence. Uh, it was so bad. I overall. Cringed. Overall, was the movie funny? Like the first one was pretty funny, from what I remember. But was I was movie. also yeah. a child, I think. So yeah, it sure. was a good. It was good. It was good. I don't. I didn't think it was incredible. Ha. <laughs> ah, ironic. <laughs> uh, I, I was an actually. Um. No, I, 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 I thought it was. It was good. It was all right. Like I, I don't want my time back or anything from watching it. Sure. Um. That's I, like how good, I gauge movies good. now. It's like I do want was, your time back. I didn't want my time back. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's, yeah, that's another difficult thing is that I was young when I saw the first one too. So like, I can't necessarily say that the first one's better because I'm a different person today. So I don't really know. You're a family um, man now. Was that first 20 minutes hit hard for you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. There first are... one was pretty depressing in the beginning. And then... 
Yeah, I think this one might have something like that. Okay. Go ahead. I'm done. Okay. It's a very pretty movie, that's for sure. The uh, it's entertaining segments. I guess I could just pull up some scenes from it sometime, but like, were the faces are they like Uncanny Valley at all, or do they still feel? No, like... they're super cartoonish. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that's good. Yeah. Well, let's see. It's speaking, the art style is very exaggerant. Speaking of uncanniness, I don't yeah, know. That's a, I have no idea. <laughs> so, Ben, I think. Uh, so you said you mentioned that you were surprised when I told you that I would like to play Resident Evil Seven when you're done with it. Yeah, yeah, I was very surprised. Purchase it from you. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I'll sell it to you. Forty bucks. Forty? <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right, thirty, thirty, thirty bucks. Thirty? We'll talk. Um, All right, Twenty. Five. No. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna fucking sell it to you. You can borrow it. Damn. All right, thanks, man. Um, yeah. Let's for see. fucking 20 bucks, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, so I've kind of always wanted to play that game. Um, I know traditionally, like... Hold on, can we pause there? What? He kind of always wanted to play that game. <laughs> kind of always like... So, yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, to end the Incredibles thing, I will oh, okay. say... The director of The Incredibles and The Incredibles 2, Brad Bird. Um, his Mission Impossible is way better than his Incredibles movies. Okay, there you go. I did not realize I was the same dude. Huh. He directed number four. Okay, interesting. Yeah, huh. and I also, we finished that series, if I didn't mention that, and it's fucking awesome, and I love it. Okay, continue. Okay, cool. That's, that's exciting. <laughs> um, Heather that's... still doesn't like the last one. <laughs> Uh, is that the only is that the only one she doesn't like or is she like she, she thinks the last 40 minutes are awesome and she doesn't like the rest of it oh, okay okay so um, she doesn't like Henry Cavill who Henry Cavill okay I don't know who that is he played Superman oh like Smallville just kidding no uh, and he's gonna be Geralt and what the Netflix Witcher series oh I forgot that's happening yeah jeez you gonna, you gonna watch that yeah, well, God, I'm going to be scared, too, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ben, speaking of being scared. Okay. <laughs> Resident Evil 7. Yeah. Um, so, like, I traditionally, uh, scary games, I, I just can't. Like, it scared the shit out of me. Like, I, 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 it's hard to describe I just how stressed out I get when things get scary. Like, movies, uh, video games, like, uh, the first Uncharted, you know that, you know that dumb part where there's like Nazi zombies or something? Yeah. It's pretty corny. That part scared the shit out of me. Like, it's uh, to the point where like I didn't even want to play the game. Like I was wow. just I was so stressed out. Like I just Yeah, dude, I like I'm terrified of scary things. Um it, like I can't sleep. I just I get so stressed out. Um and like Resident Evil Seven seems like the epitome of fear. <laughs> captured in a video game um and like i i like puzzly things and like little like environmental puzzle type um type type experiences and i know resident evil is pretty like that's a big emphasis of the, uh for that kind of that series um and it, it looks interesting like it looks fascinating um like uh kind of like just what's going on and like the 
uh, the design behind that game and like the grotesqueness and everything. Um, it's like a kind of like a weird like it from the outside looking in, not having played the game, it's kind of like this weird surreal horror type thing. Um, and I I really just want to like have some kind of experience where I'm like forcing myself to kind of face kind of face my fears and just like kind of challenge myself in that regard, you know? Um, yeah. And, and just like get through this fucking thing from beginning to end um, and be a better person because of it <laughs> and probably lose all my hair in the process, but Hey, probably worth it. Um, I don't know. Just something about kind of facing, facing that kind of fear. Um, something I really, really want to do. Uh, so, opening up the door with that question. I'm not really sure where I'm going with that, but is there anything, is there anything like you, you can think of that you don't like doing or that you're like very avoidant of that you want to force yourself through to try? Um, yeah, sometimes I like when I'm cleaning or driving, it's, it's actually, it's often little things, I guess I listen to music or podcasts or something. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I go, you know what? Maybe I should just turn this off and just do it without the pleasure. So there's like something that, um, I heard, I think, uh, I think Joe Rogan said it or something. He was talking about About uh, working out. Yeah. Jogging and that, uh, listening to music or, or like audiobooks or anything while you're jogging is like kind of cheating. And like I get that that's kind of bullshit to some people, so I, I'm not I'm not yeah like, yeah I get that I get yeah. that, but like yeah. really the point behind it is that you know you are you're you're not supposed to enjoy it, mm-hmm. um, it's supposed to hurt, it's supposed to be uncomfortable, you're supposed to run out of breath, like all of these things, mm-hmm. um, and I kind of buy that, you know. I mean, I still listen to music when I exercise, but I kind of buy that sometimes where it's like, it's harder to work out with no music sometimes. Oh, absolutely. Because like music can provide motivation. Mm. And so sometimes it's like, well, maybe you need to find that motivation within yourself, uh, sans music, you know? Um, and so I kind of buy that. And like, that's something that I've thought about trying and, and hoping to like explore in, in little parts of my life of like, Oh, what's something that I don't enjoy doing? What do I do to try and make it more enjoyable? And how can I cut that part out to force myself to sort of deal with it? Yeah. And I know it's not necessarily a fear. Um, it's something that like you inherently like don't really, uh, you have like a knee-jerk reaction not to do though, you know, that you're I think there is there. a, I think there is a fear there because I think it is sort of like a fear of, well, what if I couldn't do it without it? Yeah. What ah, if I couldn't work out without music? What if I, what if I couldn't, you know, what if I didn't have the discipline what to do something EMP? that needed to get done? Yeah. <laughs> <it> EMP? Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think about that, not necessarily like with working out, I'd never really like work out with, music or anything um and it's super it's easier but i just like i'm already scatterbrained in the first place and trying to figure out how to lift something correctly <laughs> i just <laughs> have something else going on um but like specifically with like uh um 
with podcasts. Like I've been trying to be a little bit more conscious of like not listening to podcasts when there's just nothing going on. Available. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah totally. Or even like the type of podcasts I'm listening to because I mean I found myself just like gravitating towards the same kind of like fun laughy ones like and just episode after episode with those and not necessarily like um nothing that's getting you like thinking yeah like uh or even like a a news podcast in the morning like i i had one downloaded but i just like i was gravitated towards like i don't know like team gfb radio or something like old episodes like and then i got to the point where i basically i listened to every episode twice on team gfb um and then dave lang's podcast Uh, and then uh and then like re-listening to my favorite ones and which is fine. Like it's something that gives me joy and everything, but it's like, um, I kind of tone down on the it. joy sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't have to be like a constant endorphin release for like exactly. every waking hour of the day or anything. Exactly. And um, I think that's what makes those other moments that don't contain those endorphins a little bit harder to manage or deal with is yes, because absolutely. It's harder to go back to those things. after. Yeah, after exactly. Cause you're so used to like making everything, comfortable or happy or entertaining for you that when you're in moments of discomfort and uh boredom that like you know i don't know i'm I'm not speaking for anyone here but like maybe you start to feel down and it's because you're not holding yourself up and it's sort of creating a stronger reaction in the opposite direction Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it makes it like frankly it's just um it's like makes it harder to delay gratification, you know, uh, yeah. do things that are hard. Yeah. Um, at edging. least I think, um, <laughs> I gotta <say> edging. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. Perfect analogy. Uh, yeah. but, uh, delay the gratification. Yeah. It, even like, and, um, I don't know, like listening to like a news podcast, like every morning. Um, like I don't feel like I'm, smart or anything for like listening to the news or anything but i do feel like i'm like a little bit more engaged in the world uh, or like Mm. at least so at least like somewhat aware of what's going on um and in a way where it's like like it's hard to describe i i feel like it's it's good to see like the world keeps moving um and like people have their own shit going on i guess sure. uh, and, yeah. like, and that things are just moving forward with or without you you know um i, I don't know i can't that's uh, like kind with of a you. Uh, but i mean I, if it was, <clears throat> it was up to my id i'd just be listening to like team gfb for yeah. a full time through you exactly know? exactly um yeah. i think that is something that like I need to continue working on. I've actually gotten a little bit better because here and there I like think about listening to it and I'm like, mm, give it a breather. Like, mm-hmm. just chill. Um, and yes, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm kind of, I don't want to. I kind of want to listen to it, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. And so it's, I think just feeling that way is sort of like reinforcing the reason why I need to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like, I mean, of course, like, I don't have, like, every hour of every day planned out from, like, ego or anything, but, like, just being a little bit more intentional with my time, I think, goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an advocate for exposure therapy, like, mm. um, 
and not maybe I don't know maybe not necessarily to the full extent that it is suggested, but more of like in combination with CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. I think the only way to really change um, your habits, your tendencies, and your thought processes are to expose yourself to the situations in which yeah. those thoughts or or reactions or whatever it may be that are that is happening. Uh, mm-hmm. Exposing yourself to those situations and then correcting the thought, the action, the attitude, whatever it may be, um, yeah. and and repeating that regularly. So you know, being being afraid of of heights. You know, how do you how do you get over your fear of heights? Well, you put yourself in situations where you're afraid of heights, and you find ways to um, you know change your thinking to gain confidence in why you shouldn't be afraid of that height. And we're talking about irrational fear of heights, right? I mean, right. if you're if you're like dangling from an edge, you should be afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Snakes about to bite you. Like, people who yeah. aren't like cool, whatever, but like they are, st- they're at risk of dying. So whatever, they're just right. not afraid of dying at that moment or whatever it may be. But like, yeah, if you're yeah, like on push. the, if you're yeah. on the 40th story of a building and you're just kind of like freaking out because you're on the 40th story, it's, it's like the chances of anything happening to you at that moment are so unbelievably slim. And so you have to find it is no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to find ways to reinforce that proper way of thinking and not um, if you if you if you're afraid of being on the 40th floor and the only way to handle that fear is for you to get off the 40th floor, you are reinforcing your body and your brain's reaction to being afraid of the 40th floor. Because mm-hmm. you are the way that you are finding comfort is by escaping the situation. Yeah. If you can find comfort on the 40th floor, and if you can do it in little bits over time and just extend the time that you spend up there or the things that you do to get your mind off of the fact that you're up there and that it doesn't matter, that you're like you're okay. You're not gonna just yeah, fall through the safe. floor or out the window or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That you are you are safe. Um I mean relatively, right? It's more dangerous to walk down the street type thing. Like right. And that's not to say then be afraid of walking down the street, but it's like the reason why you don't feel fear walking down the street regularly is because you have so much experience walking down the street safely because there are people who then when they get mugged, they feel trauma and then they don't want to walk down the street because of that experience. The way to get past that trauma is to, you know, I mean, different people have different ways of healing, but hopefully eventually to have you walking on the street again and not being afraid of being mugged and not thinking about it all the time. And maybe like taking steps to be able to defend yourself in the situation that that happens or whatever it may be can make you even more comfortable and able to deal with the situation. But you have to expose yourself to that stimuli Mm -hmm. in order to correct your reaction to said stimuli. Yeah, I am. Part of me is concerned that by forcing myself to play Resident Evil, I'm going to come out of that experience with some (laughs) irrational fear of like, basements or like southern mm. families or something something like totally <laughs> like associated with that fear from that game you know like uh, it was a it was a psychologist with a rat and like got that kid to be scared of furry things i don't know you know what I'm Wait, talking about. baby yeah the baby albert the baby yeah albert yeah and he's like definitely afraid of everything furry after that experiment little, little albert the baby yeah yeah um um uh watson yeah, Watson. Yep, yeah. yep. Um, it's fucked up, but <laughs> it's, inter- it's interesting. It's fascinating, actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank God they did it before we couldn't. So now we. Yeah, know exactly. <laughs> now we know not to do it, but now we know. <laughs> yeah. Um. What was I gonna say? Oh, 
so personal experience with kind of like overcoming a fear like through exposure therapy uh, i was deathly afraid of public speaking um like i had oh yeah you did toastmasters right i did i did yeah um hey i helped start a toastmasters group at, at tech and uh I just like, so it's funny. I didn't really like think about this until like more recently on why I was so scared of public speaking. I I know it's like common fear and everything, but like I, man, so like I, my face would turn like beet red whenever I was like in front of an audience. I would just like lose like my mental faculties, you know, like not be able to concentrate. And um, I think it was like, uh, so I had like a really bad experience when I was when I was little with like being like put on spot and like being made fun of and like I'm not sharing this to be all woes me like it's just like the way it was but I think there is like a real fear that carried from that um, like ever since and um, and like when I would so like so I told myself like this is something I want to like overcome I want to get better at um, and. So I ended up like basically like making or helping make this Toastmasters group. And dude, it, it's crazy. Like before like giving a speech, like I would go to the bathroom like five times and go pee. And that <laughs> is, and if you think about it, like that is a very, that is like a um, kind of, like natural reaction of animals to like pee when they're scared, you know? Um, and it's like, it just kind of solidifies like how kind of scary that is, you know? Um, but then something about just like getting, and, and I mean, I fucking sucked the first time. Don't get me wrong, <laughs> but hey, you got um, up there. Yeah. But, uh, I, nonetheless, it was like, I improved and I kept right. doing it and I didn't stop doing it. And I didn't like, um, and I'm not a phenomenal public speaker by any means. Uh, s- still, I, I don't think it's necessarily like riding a bike, um, but, but you, but you learned that like, there's not a really a rational reason to be afraid up there. No, like no one's going to hurt you. Like no one's going to, exactly. yeah, no one's going to. And like people might say, oh, don't worry. I, it's not that I think that I'm going to die. I'm just embarrassed. I'm like, okay, but your, but your body is acting like you're going to die. Yeah. yeah. Like your body is responding in a like flight or fight situation and it does not know what to do and it thinks that you're going to die yeah you're just standing in front of a crowd talking exactly um yeah and it it was like a very supportive environment like everybody was there for the same reason yeah which was which was better at speaking 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 (laughs) speaking yeah uh and uh it was cool we all were pretty like honest with each other as well uh with kind of our everybody's pitfalls and hey tom you suck <laughs> yeah get off the stage you were shaking and shit <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man yeah uh, you're looking uh, a little red up there hey, Riley, you look a little red you gonna pee you pee yourself oh man yeah you yourself, you little baby <laughs> yeah that's that's the only way you get better <laughs> yeah exactly that's yeah that would make me go want to go up the next week uh-huh. um let's see that's hilarious <laughs> well that's a do you have any other do you have any uh any other examples yeah of you overcoming something that you were just yeah I mean, you remember like a few a few episodes ago now i don't you know, i'm not really sure exactly how far back but um we talked about 
we talked about um anxiety mm. and uh i have not seen a psychiatrist or anything like that for my few attacks that i've had i don't know that it's yeah i never really thought that it was necessary it was not like crippling me in a lot of ways so um doesn't mean that i wouldn't have liked to talk to someone but um i've made a lot of personal strides with that through this sort of this thinking right through this exposure therapy this okay why am i feeling anxiety where am i feeling first of all like when's it happening where is it happening Mm -hmm. right and then when it's happening you go okay why and a lot of the time when you think that you won't get an answer. There is no answer. Um, because to you, let's like, you're just at a restaurant or something and you're starting to panic. Um, and then the fact that you're starting to panic increases you panicking. Yeah. Like why am I panicking? Exactly. Exactly. And maybe you don't want to. And so you're feeling sort of like, uh, upset with yourself for feeling that way. Mm -hmm. But you start to realize or it's important to realize that you are, uh, you're kind of beginning to, and I will preface all this by saying, I while I got a bachelor's in psychology, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a licensed medical professional. Sure. These are things that have helped me. Um, you start to realize that you are severing your your mind from your body when you do that. You are further distancing your mind body connection, which is really important. You know, people. When when people uh, suffer emotional trauma, it's it's represented in their physical health for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, it is because of the mind body connection. The things that your mind feel and think are things that your body is forced to feel. And when you are separating yourself from what you're feeling, when you are feeling anxious and you don't want to, you are not listening to your body. Mm-hmm. You're not listening to yourself you are trying to avoid and reject an uncomfortable feeling that you do not want to feel or experience so i get back to your life like get back yeah exactly yeah so the way to encourage that connection and make sure that it's strong is to acknowledge the anxiety acknowledge what you are feeling and accept it that's it's happening yeah it's it's and there's nothing you can do about it at that moment that's going to actually help you other than just feel it, feel it. It's uncomfortable, but remember you had it before. You're not going to die. It's Mm. not a heart attack, right? It's not, it's not actually danger. Now, if you've never had one before and you do have health issues, it's important not to, to look past this stuff. But if, if you're like regularly a healthy person and this is just kind of coming up and you can tell that it's, you know, socially based or something like that, it's important that you just realize you're not going to die. Life's going to go on. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, try not to escape the situation. You know, try not to go to the bathroom or to leave because you'll notice that when you do those things, you feel better. And like we said earlier, that is reinforcing your mind's response to that situation. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine there's definitely like a line there, you know, like if you're totally, totally. Yeah. As with anyone, if you are uncomfortable, then 
Okay, or, yes, but or, it's also important to realize that, like, you think you look way worse than everybody looking I, at you. Totally, totally. I, yeah, I'm just saying I, like, I'm just certainly in the line there. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, but also don't be afraid to tell people. No, sure. that's like, like, don't be afraid of making a scene for the fact that you're having an anxiety attack. Like, tell somebody that's near you that you trust or that you know, or somebody to say, you know, I'm really uncomfortable right now. It's okay. So, like, just know like I'm feeling some anxiety and stuff, but it's something I'm working on, and it's that's breaking the ice, man. Like yeah. you're you're nobody's willing to be, open well, up about that. I was gonna say nobody's gonna be like thinking you're a fucking weirdo, but if they anybody do, they're thinks the you're asshole. a fucking weirdo, yeah, then they're not worth they're not <laughs> yeah. worth it anyway. Exactly, uh, yeah. they're not worth it anyway. Um, and 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 opening up about that and just letting somebody know real quick, like yeah, yeah, I'm just not feeling great. Um, but don't worry, like we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to focus on it. Um, but just, just know, like, you know, and, and that, that's to help you, right? That's to help you get it off your chest. If you're, if you're worried about, uh, hiding it or trying to hold it in or what people are going to think looking at you or something like that, maybe it'll help you to let them know. Otherwise, you know, maybe you don't need to say anything. Maybe you, you feel it inside. You personally can acknowledge and accept and hang out. Um, breathing exercises work. They're good. Belly breathing is good. It works. It it is important for you to learn how to belly breathe. If you do not know how to do that, that can help you in anxiety uh, with anxiety. And those are one of the examples of how you can make yourself feel more comfortable and not remove yourself from the situation. Mm -hmm. um, trying to engage in a conversation, trying to engage in something that's interesting, just try, trying to keep yourself busy. You know, if you're at work, just try to keep working, get stuff done. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, all in all, if, if it's too much, if you can't take it, then go ahead. You can leave. Like, have your escape plan. But it's important that you know that you have that escape plan and that, that there is somewhere you can go to feel better in the event that it doesn't work for you. Right. Don't rely on it, but just know that it's – know that you can rely on it. And, right. and like, I have personally found that the once you acknowledge it and accept it and start feeling it and go, yeah, this is it, it goes away. It starts to go away mm -hmm. and it starts to occur less because you're training. You're literally conditioning yourself to respond to a situation differently. Mm -hmm. There's different reasons why people end up in this situation to begin with. But a lot of the time it is a traumatic experience or something that they haven't been able to properly emotionally heal from, right? Mm -hmm. or mentally heal from. And, that can be extreme stress. That can be a loss. And what's important is that you don't ignore anything that you're feeling, that you don't feel ashamed for anything that you're feeling, that you take time out to feel everything. And that, that includes anxiety because that's a part of life yeah. is fear and is anxiety. And, and running away from those things only strengthen them because that's, because it's, that's their purpose. That's where they serve good, right? You know, if, if you are, if you are in the wild, and you see a bear come at you, your body's going to get ready to fucking go, right? Mm -hmm. And that's going to pour blood into your muscles so that you can run, and it's going to get you out of that situation as quickly as possible. And we don't really need that as much today. There's still occasions, sure. Mm -hmm. But it's our body confusing the, the stress and the anxiety of a social situation with the stress and anxiety of a bear attack. 
Right. I mean, we, there's not a different way to respond. You know, the body only has so many chemical responses and so many uh, emotional, physical responses that it can go through. And making sure that you're training yourself to understand that it's not a bear attack is uh, can go a long way. Yeah, and I do think there's something I never really thought about until we talked about earlier this week um, with um, kind of training yourself by not, like, by removing yourself from uh, situations. Like, I, I find, like, I, I've always kind of a pretty, like, anxious person overall. Um, and, uh, like, I, it, it's so easy to just, like, as soon as I, I get a little stressed, it's like, I need some alone time, you know? Um, and it's easy to gravitate towards that. But then, like, the time, I, I it, like, not having eyes on me, like, I feel like often prolongs things. Like if I'm like, for example, let's say if I'm like studying and start to feel anxious and it's like, well, like, fuck it, I'm just going to go home and study. Um, I feel like, yeah, I kind of relieve some stress at the time, but I'm still like, my mind's still racing when I get home. Uh, whereas like if I'm at like the library, um, there's this, it feels like there's eyes on me and there's, it, and it does feel like the kind of this pressure to like, <laughs> not have Facebook on my screen, you know, or whatever. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's like being in like a setting where like people are working and it's like kind of expected of you almost to just put your nose to the grindstone, you know? Um, like I don't know these people, no one's like holding me accountable or anything, but it just, it, it feels easier to just kind of like, like I'm just going to take a step forward and keep working. I'm going to take a step forward and keep working and not like let myself, um, kind of retreat to my mind. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because societal pressure is unbelievably strong. Yeah. And I think sometimes like I, I use that for my benefit, you know, a lot of time. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Anyway, let's see. So Ben, I'm going to plug our email here. Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug it, plug it, plug it. <laughs> okay. So if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to Ben and I. Ben and me? Ben and I. At ketchupcast at gmail.com. Ben, it's Ben and me. It is Ben and me? Okay. Yeah. Um, again, that's ketchupcast at gmail.com. C-A-T-C-H. Uh, C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Um, so Ben, what you got going on this week, man? Oh, that's a that's a great question, actually. Um, a lot more Apex, that's for damn sure. Um, nice. But uh, I don't know. Holy shit. I don't know. Uh, I'm definitely going to go through a bunch of uh, camping gear and stuff. Yeah, continue uh, knocking away at our list so that we make sure that we have everything that we need all set and sorted together. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'll be getting a new phone this week. That would be nice. Um, do we need to go like grocery shopping together before we go or anything? Yeah, but we'll we'll just like we'll stop by a a store real quick and then okay head in. Yeah, it's not gonna be it'll be a small trip and it'll be right before we get there. Just a bunch of pop tarts. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh. We don't need a fishing license. No, we don't. Nope. Nope. Really? Huh. Yep. Okay. Because it's in a state park. Are you sure? Yep. Just 
just uh, read about it earlier. Interesting. Yep. Pretty awesome. Okay. Huh. Yep. Because it's it's considered habitat management in a state park. You don't need a fishing license. Interesting. I'd not from a it. not if you're fishing from the pier or a, or the shore. I would. Wow. Weird. I would have thought like they'd be more strict <laughs> fishing nope. at a state park. No, because you got to pay to get in a state park anyway. Yeah, but like. So your money's going harder, towards helping like, uh, okay. that habitat to begin with. Okay. I mean, well, like, I, I trust you, but like, part of like having um, a fishing license is like kind of acknowledging like you know what's in season and you know what you can't kill right now. Um, right. That's interesting. But, um, that money is supposed to be a paywall to prevent people from one, yeah, people who don't know what they're just doing like, from going out and just yeah. doing it. Uh, but it's also there so that money can loop around back into the into the ecosystem for for fish and for habitats, gotcha. you know. Gotcha. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah. Um, uh, no. What about you though? I, I I really I'm like at a loss. No, it's okay. Um, so this is like the first week where I feel like I have a shit ton planned. Um, so it's ultimately just studying. You know, I got my exam coming up. But um, let's see. The public library is having a Valentine's Day party. <laughs> on the 13th and 14th whoa um yeah and i i really love our public library here um everybody is super nice except for uh, never mind i'm not gonna call anybody out <laughs> 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 never mind um everybody for the most part is very very nice yeah uh, you almost and, put that out on the internet yeah, buddy. I, know, so, yeah I gotta watch myself it, it feels like i'm just talking to you right now you know um, <laughs> but uh let's see uh what was i gonna say oh yeah so they have a valentine's day party um on the 13th and 14th and i'm going to the library anyway to study on the 13th um and so i figure i go that and if i like it i'll go the next day as well <laughs> um and besides that let's see Ooh. Uh, i'm catching up with a with a buddy from college that i haven't seen in a while on saturday so that should be fun Awesome. In uh, the next month or two, listeners, look out for a new picture from your hosts here. Oh, really? Yep, because we're going to be taking one on the camping trip. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, I just dropped that on them right here. You like that? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Natural uh, reaction. I, I'm trying to think. I'm man. pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> should I get, uh, I'm trying to think. Should I get a haircut? No. <laughs> Put a hat on. <laughs> okay, yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> Cool, man. Well, all right. We'll probably end up talking to you a little bit right now. <laughs> we'll say goodbye to our listeners. All right, man. Uh, all right. Until next time. All right. Until next time. All right, man. See you, buddy. Later. Bye. All right, ca- catch you later. Catch you later. Bye. <laughs>